Welcome to Jews Do Count with me, Jonathan Boyd from JPR, the Institute for Jewish Policy Research. And me, Raymond Simonson from JW3, London's Jewish Community Centre. Now, if you care about the state of Jews in Britain, then this is the podcast for you. We're taking a look under the bonnet of community life to find out what British Jewish identity is today. And we should jump right in because on this episode, we're going to be discussing Jewish values. We're going to be looking at the latest research that we at JPR have carried out into how much different Jewish values figure in the lives of Jewish people in this country. Now, values can be a bit of an amorphous term, right? So before we get into looking at the data or, or hearing what people think about it, let's just work out what, what do you mean when you say values or Jewish values? What do you, what's, give me a definition Look, I think it's very broad and maybe the easiest way to think about it is, um, I guess, maybe just to share some of mine. So when I when I think about my upbringing and the kind of Jewish values that were really central to me growing up, I think one of the big ones was family, you know, coming together as a family, whether it was on Shabbat or like particularly, particularly strong memories of being around the table with extended family on Seder night. That was a really, really big deal. It was a big moment. I think another one that was really important to me was around education. My mum and dad were both very, very big on Jewish education. Uh, they were both really involved in youth movements and in running the cheder at, the, at our shul and, and that sort of stuff. So that, that was really important. Yeah, sound, sounds very familiar to me. Look, I think of values as the beliefs that guide behaviour. Mm -hmm. Right. So here are the things when I, you know, as a parent, I want my children to have certain values and they they are there in their mind when they act in a certain way. And they would let them enable them to do certain things and importantly, to not do other things based on values. So that's what I think of when I think of values. And I grew up in a house where these values were there. They weren't expressed explicitly as Jewish values. But as I grew up, I started seeing them through a very clear Jewish lens. So, you know, like being a mensch being a decent person, a good egg. That was really clearly part of the values of the Simonson household growing up. And there's a really Jewish value, right? Being decent to other people, treating them with respect, valuing human dignity. And you might express that Jewishly as, as you know, kavod and b'tselem alakim and these kind of things. The, the, the one, one quick thought is... Um... How do you instill a certain set of values in people? And, and is it just through kind of implicit, the implicit things you do? Or do you have to be, do you, do, do you really have to think very hard about it and, and, uh, and work hard at it? So, like, you know, one of the things we do, we did with our kids when they were very small is we'd sit down at the Shabbat table before we light candles. We would pass around the tzedakah box. We'd give the kids, very, when they were very small, a pound coin each. And they'd put it in the tzedakah box, but they could only put it in if they told us what it was for. Like they had to, each Love week they that. had to decide who they were who they were giving this pound to this week. Um, you know, it, it wasn't necessarily that that's where the money went ultimately, but we wanted them to think about that. And that was about really sort of trying to teach people about, you know, the importance of tzedakah, but also right, really to think about what's our contribution to, to the wider world and to our community. I love that. And that, that whole, you know, what's the environment your kids grow up in, but making it explicit as well so they remember it. Um, we know we've always done with our kids, you know, you know how like when you have stuff that you don't need anymore and you might take it to a charity shop. And we've always kind of got our kids involved with that, right? So when they've outgrown clothes or when they're finished with books, we've got them involved in collecting stuff. And either we know people that might need it 
you know, more than they do, or they will come with to the charity shop or give it. The other one that we do a lot with our kids is is the food bank. You know, we run a food bank here. We've done that since COVID, but we've got our kids hands-on involved. Every time they come to the supermarket with me from quite a young age, they would go off and they could choose an item each that would go in the food bank. And we would talk about, well, you know, why... Why? Oh, pasta, that's a really important thing and you can get a few meals out of that. So they were hands-on involved. They didn't just know, oh, daddy runs a food bank at work. They got involved hands-on in doing it. And they've come here and packed the food and they've come with us to do deliveries. And it's just part of keeping them physically, you know, hands-on in touch with doing some good deeds, which we often talk about as tikkun olam, repairing the world, or chesed, loving kindness. So it's explicit there, and I hope it's something that as they grow up, they will carry on doing, the muscle memory of doing good stuff. Look, so that's, I guess, an introduction to what values means to you and me, but let's maybe get a a wider perspective on it. So we sent our producer, Richard, out and about to get responses from people about what they consider Jewish values to be. Uh, A tin or a jar? A breakfast item or a dairy, okay? Probably not both. Um, so then, this is um, the food bank at JW3, the Jewish Community Centre, and there is a U-shaped table lined with boxes. There's fresh produce, there's, there's carrots, there's chocolate bars, there's dairy products, bananas, tin goods, dried goods, everything here. And people are filling up bags, which will then be collected by people who need this food in the local wider community. And I've come here to find out why the volunteers who are here, why they've come here, and how much of what they're doing is in line with what they call, or is defined as, Jewish values. The core of my uh, morals and way of living is Judaism. Jewish values for me are being part of community and giving within that community. That's why I come here, because it gives to everyone. It's not just for the Jewish community, it's the part of the giving to everyone. I've been coming here since September and I come here just so that I can support the the Jewish community centre and help to love and serve the wider community. Deep down for me as well, it's a love for Hashem, it's a love for God. And so for me as a Jewish person, um, it's serving God. You know, if I'm serving God by helping others, um, it's a very important thing. It's necessary to do stuff like this in the broadest, uh, broadest way because my, parent, my, my mother was a refugee into this country arriving on the 1st of June 1939. So it isn't, it isn't arguable, it isn't defensible not to do something for other people and to do it fairly consistently and conti- not continuously, but to do something. It seems important and it doesn't need to be defined as a Jewish value because it, to use the German word, it should be verständlich, self-understood. What is, though, a Jewish value to you? Being modest, not being loud about your achievements, being charitable, giving tzedakah in a way that's as quiet as it can be, to c- contribute to other people, to build them up, and to do it particularly to support the people who are most needy or most vulnerable in the community. So look, people clearly express their Jewishness in lots of different ways. So in our research, we have to allow people opportunities to tell us 
what they think their Jewish values are. Um, you know, for some people, it's about religiosity. We just heard a voice about someone very much talking about God. So for some people, it's about God and synagogue and halakha and Shabbat and kashrut and that kind of stuff. For some people, it's about Israel, um, supporting Israel, engaging with Israel, helping it to become the kind of society they want it to become, whatever that is. Um, for other people, it's more about family and bringing everyone together and celebrating festivals and Shabbat and food and hospitality. For other people, it's about culture. It's about films and books and music and the arts and enjoying and participating in the creative sides of Jewish life. Um, for some people, it's, there's a kind of a strong activist component, which perhaps is particularly pertinent today. Um, but that might be kind of concerned about the Jewish community. So, for example, working to combat anti-Semitism, or it might be more kind of outward looking, you know, being involved in supporting the homeless or the underprivileged or asylum seekers or migrants or oppressed minorities, those sorts of areas. So the point is Judaism is multifaceted. And in our research, we have to ensure that we present people with opportunities to express their views on all of that and then analyze the data and see what it tells us. So if you're defining Jewish values with, uh, I think in the research it's about 18 different kind of categories of Jewish values. Yeah, that's right. Right. So, so amongst all of those, um, that are, some of which are really diverse, what does the research tell us matters most to British Jews when it comes to Jewish values? The really interesting thing, particularly kind of in the context of this conversation today, is that there are all these different kind of facets of Jewishness that people could identify as important to them. Irrespective of where people situate themselves on along the denominational spectrum, from like completely secular non-practicing to strictly orthodox, pretty well everyone agrees that strong moral and ethical behavior is a really important facet of their Jewishness. Um, it comes up very high on the list across the denominational spectrum. So there's clearly a sense, I think, among all Jews that there is this moral dimension. There's a kind of a moral imperative, if you like, that comes with being Jewish. The challenge is different parts of the denominational spectrum understand what that means or how that, how to, how that manifests itself in terms of their behaviours in very, very different ways. Can you, can you just give a couple of examples of, of where these things are different? Sure. So perhaps the most striking one is one of the items we look at is uh, supporting social justice causes, right? And we quite deliberately talk about social justice causes in very general terms. So, you know, for example, providing aid to the developing world or poverty or homelessness or th those sorts of issues. Um, and um, if you look at the the most orthodox parts of the spectrum, that comes very, very low down on the list of priorities, even though moral and ethical behavior is very high up. If you look at the kind of more progressive parts of the Jewish community or the, the non-practicing secular parts of the community, it comes very, very high up on the list of priorities. So you see this discrepancy, certainly in terms of our sense of responsibility to the, to the outside world. So with the more religious, uh, religiously orthodox and the Haredi community, would my assumption be correct that the issues of Jewish ethics and morals fits within a sort of a religious Judaism framework more? I, I think so. I mean, I th you know, what do they prioritize? What do the kind of more orthodox parts of the community prioritize? It's very much about it's about God. It's about halakha. It's about Shabbat. It's about kashrut. It's about those dimensions. There is a very strong, I think, um, component of 
of, of Judaism in that part of the sector that is about supporting the community. It's certainly like giving of tzedakah is important, um, contributing to um, to the to the, to the the, uh, the to the Jewish community is very very important. You see that there, um, and actually you see, I think, a greater focus on that in the Haredi part of the work community than you do in the secular right. progressive part of the community. Um, so yeah, so the it's it's real. I suppose I suppose the distinction is about inward look, inward lookingness and outward lookingness, for want of a better term. Um, you know, what are our responsibilities to our own community versus what's our responsibilities to the wider world? So. To get a wider perspective on this topic, it'll be great to bring in the voice of, of one of our friends. And what we've done today is we've invited Rabbi David Mason to join our conversation. Rabbi Mason recently became executive director of Hayas Jacob, the UK's Jewish voice on refugees and social justice. And that's after almost two decades as an Orthodox rabbi, most recently the very popular rabbi of Muswell Hill United Synagogue. Welcome, Rabbi Mason. Great to be here. Thank great you to have you, David. Good to be here. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, look, we, we wonder, just to start with, we want to hear a little bit about your story, because this series, this whole podcast, is about who are we? So we want to know, who are you? So yes, I'm David, uh, brought up in Scotland, actually. So actually, there's a Scottish part to my identity. But I've been a rabbi for the last two decades, as you said, an Orthodox Jew, someone who's for whom religion uh, is important. Uh, but being part of the United Synagogue, also someone who felt that the world was important, and to bring together, in a sense, the, a love for the outside world and a Judaism uh, that I'd studied. So who am I? You know, all our identities are often complicated, but um, I'd say that's who I've been for the last 20 years, a rabbi serving a community, uh, bringing people together, educating, uh, and enjoying leadership. And what's the uh, jump from there to now running one of the most important uh, social justice organisations in the community? Well, it's a good question. It's a really good question, and uh, a lot of people ask. Uh, often I get asked, um, so are you going to be a rabbi still? You know, once a rabbi, always a rabbi or not? Uh, will I call you David or rabbi? A lot of people ask me that. And I think ever since I started as a rabbi, I was always interested in the community around. I remember being really excited. I was going to be at the uh, an interfaith uh, Shabbat service, civic service in Kingston, my first synagogue, and that's back in 2003. So I always took on this role of the civic. I always believed that Jewish people should be active in the civic, in the local. And that moved to setting up uh, asylum seeker centers. It involved uh, a night shelter. So it wasn't, in a sense, a big jump for me to then want to take on this challenge of an organization like JCOR and in its relationship now with HIAS, which I'm really excited about. Fantastic. I think there's a, there's a kind of a stereotype of a modern Orthodox rabbi where Jewish values are really about Shabbat and Kashrut and synagogue and that whole world. And then when I think about the stereotype of someone who's involved in kind of HIAS or JCOR or the social justice world, it's much more outward looking. It's about the environment or it's about uh, refugees or asylum seekers. What values matter to you ultimately? Is there a discrepancy between those two things and, and how do you pull them together? It's a good question, really good question. And I think my aspiration as a Jew, uh, as a rabbi, is to live from Jewish knowledge, Jewish law even, but through that to realize values that relate to the other. 
I don't want a Judaism that will, in a sense, uh, build itself and bunker itself down inside the four walls. We call it the four spans of Jewish law. Those might buttress our identity as people who feel the importance of Kashrut and of Shabbat. I mean, we talk about how there are two types of mitzvah. There's the mitzvah we call Bein Adam Lamakom, between us and God, and also between us and other people. I think the, the balance needs to be there. And equally, that balance needs to be between how we look after ourselves as a people and we worry about our security and anti-Semitism as part of that. But also, do not forget to think and believe that we have a responsibility as Jewish people to shine a light out on really proper, compassionate values. For me, I'm at home sitting with someone learning Talmud and also at home uh, uh, delivering stuff to a, a, a drop-in. As this week, I was at the West London Synagogue where we had got Amazon to drop in 600 packs, hygiene packs that would go to, uh, the, to their uh, drop-in. That, that last example you gave of a, of a drop-in centre where, you know, based in a synagogue, Jews coming together to help what I'm assuming are mostly non-Jewish people. Yeah, yeah. So, so how important is it for you that this is uh, Jews doing good in the world for other people and that in itself is enough, Dayenu, or Jews doing it, you know, from a Jewish perspective. Like, how important is that? Is it is 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 Hayas Jacob the voice of the Jews, the Jewish voice on this issue, or is it about providing a voice that is essentially uh, and explicitly Jewish? Both those uh, framings, to me, if I say they sound the same to me. In other words, it's yes, it's got to be rooted in Jewish aspects. I've been meeting over the last number of weeks uh, uh, other rabbis, rabbis from across the community who are really excited at the idea of being almost mobilized through their knowledge to talk to power. They want to sit with members of parliament, policymakers, people from NGOs and express from Midrash, Talmud and texts, you know, what Judaism says that might impact on how we look at the other, the refugee, the asylum seeker. So yeah, I think the opportunity is to show that Judaism isn't about drawing a line. Judaism is about an identity, but identity allows you to step over that line and actually think about the health of the wider world. And I feel very strongly that that's a Jewish approach. And so then do you think that engaging in let's say, Jewish social action, help strengthen Jewish identity? Or is it about, you know, Jews are doing good and that's, that's enough? Or can it actually strengthen our own Jewish identity and our sense of who we are as a people? Yeah, I think it can give, yes. I think, and today it does. I, I think that, that I worry about a crisis of Jewish identity. We know clearly there are groups within the Jewish world, such as the Haredi world, for whom identity is, is relatively clear, but I see across, I saw this in my communities, that maybe because of the rise of anti-Semitism, maybe because of the problematizing that goes on over Israel, there's a lot of fear out there. But I worry that at least a crisis of actually, well, what are we for? Um, and one of the things I want to do is be a part of. So I don't want, in a sense, highest Jacob to be just about politics. What's your politics? What do you think about the government? I want it to be a a channel, a funnel for people to realise different values. In the data, there's a really interesting uh, distinction between how different denominational groups understand what Jewish values are. 
So when we look at the kind of the, the more secular and indeed the kind of the more progressive parts of the community, there's this real sense that a kind of an outward looking focus, helping the homeless, providing aid to people in the developing world, those sorts of ideas are really, really very important and very central to people's Jewish identity at that kind of in that part of the denominational spectrum. When we look at the orthodox end, particularly the Haredi end, we just don't we don't see that in the data. It just doesn't come out. What comes out there sort is of moral and ethical behaviour seems to be much more related to religiosity, to a sense of spirituality, to God, to halakha, to kashrut, to Shabbat. One of the questions that we're interested in grappling with here is how do we pull the Jewish people together? How do we create a sense of we? And given those discrepancies, I guess, that exist across the denominational spectrum, can we can we use kind of ethics and morality and values as a, as a unifying feature? Or are we actually just so different on this that there's no way to really bring people together around it? It's really interesting. I mean, if I might say, it actually makes me think about this term, the culture war at the moment. Everyone talks about the culture war. I hear in the religious community, people criticizing what they perceive as left stuff, as woke. You know, and I'm like, it's not woke, it's good stuff, it's based on values. And you'll have the criticism the other way, from more progressive side, that the Haredi or religious don't care. I th I'm thinking a lot at the moment about creating multiple entry points across the community where people can, in a sense, enter into the world of compassion for the other. For some, that might be a befriending of a, a refugee or someone seeking asylum. For some, that might, might be a campaign or a lobbying. Considering how the Haredi world works within that, of course, is complicated, it's not simple. I think that the issue I've just brought up now is being felt across. I don't think there is as much of a dissonance across the community, and I'll probably there go from the United Synagogue as representative of orthodoxy across the progressive movements. I don't think there's as much dissonance as we, as we think there is. I, we had a meeting earlier in the week of representatives of, of organisations, denominations across the community, where we were talking about spawning new drop-in centres. I've been meeting with the United Synagogue. I've worked and pushed within the United Synagogue for a greater social action agenda. And there are drop-in centres that have been created in other synagogues. And I think that within the progressive movement, it's not always easy also. They have much on their plate in building communities. So I think actually there is more talking going on. And so I, think, I think you're right, because I think but the cleavage, it seems to me, is, is not between kind of progressive Jews and modern Orthodox Jews. I think you're absolutely right. The data shows that on, this, on these sorts of issues, non-practicing secular reform, um, modern Orthodox Jews actually are pretty similar. The cleavage is when you move further to the kind of religious right, if you like, once you get to the sort of into the from world and particularly the Haredi world, where it just feels like there's a, a very, very different understanding of this. It's more insular, it's more particularist. That's where the challenge is, really. And I think there's a sense in which the more worried one is of ritual, as within the Haredi world and many, many communities within the modern Orthodox world probably as well, there's more of a fear that the outside world will affect what I do. There's a sense in which... If we get involved in supporting the refugee, if we get involved, and you did research on this, didn't you, John, on climate action, yeah. it's going to, and COVID, I think, showed this in real, uh, uh, in, in light, it will diminish, it will damage how we live. So maybe there's a sense of a need to understand that, actually, and find ways in which, uh, um, and ways into the Haredi community to leaders that will listen 
to say, well, actually, it's not going to affect, we can work this and do this in a way that won't affect ritual. It doesn't need to diminish ritual. So on that question of, you know, Jewish ritual kind of versus the, the social action, engaging social action, I've got a slightly chutzpahed question, right? The scenario of the Jew that says, I feel proudly Jewish, I never go to synagogue, I don't even go on Yom Kippur, but every year on Mitzvah Day, I'm there in the Jewish community doing good deeds with other Jews for the non-Jewish world. How do you think that impacts on, you know, having a strong sense of Jewish community? We need to embrace that. For people that do that, the people you're talking about, that is the entry point into Judaism. I, I've been a rabbi in an orthodox community, right? So orthodoxy is about religiosity. Um, I've never been a, an evangelical-style rabbi. I never believed in expecting people to become more religious. I've been criticised for that before. Uh, I think people need to feel comfortable and positive where they are. And actually, we're told in our texts in the past that, um, that the reason there are many mitzvot, right, the 613 commandments exist, right, out there. The reason there's so many is because there'll always be some you can do well. Right. And so if, if they're doing that well, that's valuable, right? The work is not there to be completed, we're told. So I think we need to open our hands, value where people are. People will go on journeys. And it's very interesting, actually, Ray, as well, saying that, because I feel the same within the social action. There can be like a bit of evangelicism within the social action world, where you've got to start, you know, volunteering and end up being a campaigner. And my feeling is, no, just let people end up where they are. So find, find uh, uh, offer multiple entry points and let people find their own path of what works for them. Let, yeah, absolutely. So we're going to give you a, the Jewish magic wand now, right? We've been talking about where the community is now. We're going to give you the magic wand to wave over the community and we're going to go 10 years ahead when John and JPR are doing their research. Where is it, if you could have the power to change the community, where would you see the place of Jewish values and social action in the community in 10 years' time? Where would you want it to be? I think the Jewish community wants to do social action but I think sometimes it isn't confident about in its doing of it. And it does it a little bit with fear and worry. Because if we do it, are we giving a bit too much? Are we, in a sense, um, denuding? Are we diminishing our identity? And I would love a community in 10 years' time to be confident about social action, confident about engaging with soft power and power on these issues. Uh, um, and be supportive in ensuring that social action organisations, in terms of the way we engage with the outside world, are supported, are flourishing and exist. Uh, Rabbi Mason, thank you so much for coming on and engaging us in this conversation. Um, thank you, David. That's really, really fascinating and uh, a, lot of us, a lot for us to chew on, I think. Well, that was a fascinating conversation with Rabbi Mason. Um, but John, what, what was what was the takeaway for you from that conversation? What jumped out to you? There's, there's so much in there and there's so much to, to unpick, really. But um, look, I loved his idea of multiple entry points, right? right? That there are, like, there are lots of different ways that people kind of find, can find their way into Jewish life. And it, it, that completely resonates for me. And I think, it, I think it's fundamentally right. My, my question from a kind of more of a researcher perspective is... Does that work for everybody across the Jewish community? Because it feels to me like it's a fundamentally 
you know, for want of a better term, liberalist position. It's like, we, it's, you know, you and I come from an educational background yeah. and there are two kind of approaches to education, educational thinking. One is you think about the person, um, it's like person-centered education and you allow the person to blossom however they want to, you know, however they want to grow. And the other approach is content-centered. There's a body of knowledge that you have to know and body of behaviors that you have to, you have to align yourself with or follow and that's how to be, you know, the, the, that's how to live a good life. It feels like to me that approach that he's he's talking about is very, very much person-centered. But there's a whole part of the Jewish community, and it's reflected in the data, that doesn't, I don't think, sees the Jewish world in that way. I think it's, or sees Jewish life in that way. I think it sees it much more as there is this, there's, there's, there's halakha, there's a body of Jewish knowledge, there are Jewish practices and Jewish beliefs and Jewish ideas, and you have to start, from there and absorb those and actually you don't have complete freedom to express your Jewishness how you wish there is a correct way to do it so I'm kind of struggling with this question of you know can can his view much as I uh, personally love it can his view really work across the entire Jewish community from the most secular to the most Haredi Right, so that whole point about multiple entry points into Jewish life absolutely resonates with me. And certainly one of the big things JWE3 is about is about finding different ways to bring people closer to Jewish community, to Jewish life. I, I just wonder if, therefore, our Jewish values as the way we're talking about them today, especially the doing good, is that something that we think maybe is less unifying than I'd like it to be? Is that what the research shows us? What we can see in the data is actually a kind of a shift, if you like, over time, um, or we're starting to pick this up anyway, a shift over time from a kind of a more universalistic perspective to a more particularist one. So if you look at the proportions of people, for example, choosing to give half or more of their charitable donations within the Jewish community as opposed to kind of to the wider world, um, that that the proportion kind of giving to the Jewish community has grown over the course of the last 10 years. Um, but giving more than half to the Jewish community has grown over the last uh, over the last 10 years. So in the terms of our, our patterns of giving, we're becoming more particularist. And that reflects, I think, a demographic shift as well. The demographics of the Jewish community are such that a larger and larger proportion of the whole is from Orthodox stroke Haredi. Um, and we also see it in the geographical data. We're becoming more and more concentrated in, in Jewish neighborhoods. Um, so even our geographical proximity, our ability to contribute to wider society is, is affected by some of the geographical changes that are going on too. So we've got to start bringing this episode to a close, which is a shame because I've really enjoyed this conversation. I think you and I could talk about this topic for ages. Um, but as I leave uh, the podcast studio today, what's the one thing you would want me to, to have as a takeaway that, you know, that your research tells us about the place of Jewish values in the story of who we are? For me, the thing that really jumps out from the data is that pretty well all Jews, irrespective of where they situate themselves on the denominational spectrum, believe and understand that there is a moral imperative to being Jewish, right? that behaving in a moral and ethical way is important, not just from a human perspective, but from a Jewish perspective. And it seems to me that the, the, <laughs> the critical question is, what does that mean? And do we have a, and can we build a shared sense of what that means in terms of 
our responsibilities both to our own community and indeed to the wider world. I think that is an absolutely fantastic point to finish on, so thank you for that. So that finally brings us to the end of this episode of Jews Do Count with me, Jonathan Boyd. And me, Raymond Simonson. We really hope you enjoyed this little insight into one aspect of British Jewish community. We've only scratched the surface of this fascinating topic, so if anything has piqued your interest, please go to JPR's website and download the report from their National Jewish Identity Survey. Also, check out JW3 for our latest events and activities, including our social action projects, of course. And subscribe and like and share this podcast if you enjoyed it. Tell your friends and your family and your neighbours all about it. And do join us for further episodes where Jonathan and I will be diving into more knotty questions about what makes us the British Jewish community. All that remains is for me to say a big thank you to our guest, Rabbi David Mason, and to our series producer, Richard Myron from Earshot Strategies. <laughs>